Welcome to As the Key Turns. I thought this time, uh, kind of out of character for me, I would talk about a little advice to the uh, to the new guys, to the to the fellas that are just starting out. Well, if we were sitting down having a cup of coffee, you know, over the desk there in the in the unit, and you was to ask me, because probably I wouldn't volunteer. You know, what do you think a new guy ought to know? Well, I think a new guy ought to know some, some really basic things, so I'll just tell you some pretty basic stuff. Never show fear. Never. This was drilled into me from, you know, one of the first incidents that I ever had where a guy stabbed himself in the neck and I freaked out. I said, oh my God, there's a guy stabbing himself in the neck. So I got all excited and I ran up front and uh, I talked to, uh, you know, the officer in charge then and, and I said, oh my God, there's a guy stabbed himself in the neck. And he said, oh goodness, are you injured? And I said, no, no, no. He said, did you get any blood on you? I said, no, no, I'm okay. He goes, uh, hey, what the hell are you doing in here getting all excited? Get out of my office. And, uh, you know, he, he hit deuces, which means hit 222 on the telephone. And after you hit 222 on the phone, you know, the, the whole emergency thing comes into to play and the lieutenant comes down, a bunch of staff comes down, they pull the inmate out of the, the cell and he had stabbed himself in the throat a few times. And, and it was explained to me that, and this is true, that one or two guys get excited and everybody gets excited. You can blow up a whole unit you can start a riot because you, the officer, got excited. Don't do it. Don't let them do it. You know, like, one time uh, I passed out all this fish. It was a fish meal. And the last two or three guys, one of them said, Oh my God, my fish is frozen. What? Your fish is frozen? It just spread like wildfire through the 120-some inmates that we had. And all of a sudden, almost all of them had frozen fish, even if it was warm to the touch. They look at it and it looked kind of slippery, you know, like it was kind of wet or slimy or like fish or something, and, and oh, that was frozen too. It's like, and there was no reasoning with them. If you said, look, man, it's warm. It couldn't be frozen. Oh, it's frozen. You know, it's just, it's just the way they, they went on. Another thing uh, that I would talk about with this new guy would be, you know, in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. I don't know about where any of you guys work at but in the Federal Bureau of Prisons we have this um, thing called the thrift savings which is where I put in a portion and the government puts in a portion they uh, they basically just match my money up to the you know a certain amount so if if uh, you wanted to give five percent they'll match five percent it's free money you'd be a fool to turn down free money so for God's sakes, at least at the very beginning of your career, start out at that 5%. And any time you get a promotion or raise of any sort, put that into the, the thrift savings until you, you know, you've maxed out if you can possibly do it. Because when you're an old guy like me, you're really going to say, wow, I am certainly glad that I had done those things when I was younger because now I can rely on it. Now I've heard, I've heard the other counter argument, well what happens if I die and then I never got to spend the money and have a good time? Well then you're dead, what's it matter? You know, I mean, come on. 
what happens if, oh my God, by mistake, you happen to live till you're 90 years old and run out of money? That would be a really good situation. Um, everybody talks about, oh, I want to be the lieutenant, the captain, the warden, the whatever, right? When you first start out. Consider the costs of promotion. If you're married, you and your family have got to move around every couple of years. That's the way it used to be. Uh, I hear tell at least at the higher echelons, once you get past lieutenant, it still is. So think about that. You really want to uh, pull your kid out of school, your teenage kid who's going to graduate next year with their class, and now they got to go to a completely different school in a completely different state. Um, I know one gal that whose father was made warden. And she talked about that, and she felt that it was a big detriment to uh, to her that um, she moved around so much. So think about that. And then there's people like me that, and I recommend this, have a hobby or a job or something away from this prison, some activity that you can participate in that it's not all us, them. You know, uh, you just can't, you can't always be in prison, even when you're out, you know, you, you, you get out and you watch television shows about a prison or something, and you do something besides watch television. Like, I started a couple of businesses, and the Federal Bureau of Prisons now will let you do that stuff. You know, back in the old days, you had to get all kinds of permissions and, you know, a bunch of nonsense, but they've stopped doing that. Another thing is, watch what you do on social media that includes YouTube and the comments that you make there are groups of people whose sole purpose is to look up uh, anybody in law enforcement social media and see what they have been saying and liking and forwarding so if you forward something that says all Muslims are terrorists How's that going to look when you write an incident report about some Muslim doing something and they locate that? Uh, it's going to look pretty shabby. It's going to say, oh well, he's racist. And the only reason that he wrote up this client or he was a witness against my client was because he's a racist. Look right here, right here in social media, he forwarded a thing that said all Muslims are terrorists. And I'm just picking on them. I mean, it could say all Jews are greedy, all white people are racist, all this is that and all something. But watch your social media because there are people who are doing nothing but researching that. People have been fired like this, this thing here a while back they had about, I'm feeling cute. And then you'd show a picture of yourself and then you'd say something stupid like, I'm feeling cute that I, uh, I want to stomp some inmates' butts today for, you know, Really? For no reason you want to beat up inmates? I want to shoot inmates off the fence. Really? You're a, you're a psychopath killer? Is that what you want to do? Because that's what it's going to look like. Um, keep operations secret. Now, I've had a lot of flack from here. Oh, you're giving out pertinent information. I had to block a couple of guys from my social media. Uh, for this channel who worked with me at Marion because that's all they kept saying. Oh, you're giving away pertinent information. Pertinent information might be uh, there's a hospital trip tomorrow and so-and-so is going to be on it and we're going to this and that location. You know, why don't you just write the family a letter or give them a call and say, hey, ambush us at this particular location and time, will you? 
I mean, keep things like that secret. Um, you know, use your head about some stuff. Your coworkers that you work with, them guys, them great guys and gals, occasionally, they'll stab you in the back. I have personally witnessed a guy who was going to, he was um, attempting to be promoted to GS8. I don't know, I'm making up these numbers. It was like 10 slots open and there's 20 guys trying to be a GS8. So what the one guy does is go into the lieutenant's office and, then, and tells the lieutenant and the captain about how terrible of a human being he, one of his co-workers are. And the idea is, he's a terrible guy, so you don't promote him, which gives me a better chance of being promoted. And you'll say, oh man, my buddies would never do that to me. Oh yes. And then after the promotions, uh, I've seen it where a bunch of white guys got angry because a black guy got promoted. And I've seen it the other way too, where a bunch of black guys got angry because the white guy got promoted. You know, it's all racism according to these folks. So, um, your co-workers will stab you in the back. They'll run off with your, your wife, seen that. Um, you might want to think about your life's choices if you're getting ready to run off with one of your co-workers' wives. I mean, personally, I would think that would make you less of a desirable employee if, you know, if you're willing to do things like that. I'm off, off. Um, job misconduct. Man, have I seen some people do some stupid stuff. Bunch of guys go on a trip for the union. So they go to get to drinking. And I know this one fella, he's a savage in a fight. He will, he will try to kill you. He'll try to crack your skull, dig out your eye. That's just the way this guy is. So somebody starts yelling at him on the other side of a bridge, you know, a divided bridge. And finally this guy starts cussing him and saying all kinds of things about his mama and he can't take it no more and the guy goes berserk and starts chasing after this idiot on the bicycle and the guy gets off the bicycle and runs away and so since the guy can't catch the guy, he gets his bicycle and he throws it off the overpass and it lands on the ground just as a cop drives by and so, you know, cop says, hey, why did a bicycle just fall off the overpass? Maybe I'll go up there and take a look. Well, he goes up there and takes a look, and this guy, this one guy is being chased by four people, and one of which is trying to, like, crack his skull. And uh, what, what's going on here? All them people are attacking me for no reason, and, of course, the, the cop believes them. These three, three, four guys get arrested. They go to the local can, and one of the hacks immediately says, I want to be an orderly and mop the floor. Really? Really? Wow. Oh, so they all got in some real trouble at work days off you know people get drunk at uh at the wings joint you know whatever the name of the place is they serve you know buffalo wings and some guy starts talking crap to him takes a swing at him and the only thing that the bureau of prisons is worried about they review the security tape and everything and they uh, they try to prove that the bureau employees were not defending themselves but at fault and started the whole thing and if they did they wanted to fire them. A guy admitted to stealing a toothbrush while at work when he took the polygraph of the state police and they fired him. Um, I think he got his job back but they did fire him. Drugs and alcohol, oh my god man. People do the stupidest things on drugs and alcohol. Guy decided that he was an alcoholic. He decided he was gonna own a bar. 
Now, normally I would say you should you should have an outside, you know, source of income, hobby job. I did. Uh, but if you're an alcoholic, probably owning a bar isn't the thing for you. Anyway, that's what he did. And of course he got cheated because he's not as sophisticated as he should have been. When you buy these bars, at least in Marion, the liquor license doesn't transfer with the property or the business, it transfers to an individual. So if I own the bar and sell it to you, you don't get a liquor license, you have to apply for it. So it takes several years to get a new liquor license issued to you because you go to the bottom of the list. You're a new guy, you're a new applicant. So the fellow borrowed heavily to um, uh, finance his investment in this bar. Now he can't sell any liquor except to himself. So he comes up with a great idea of maybe, uh, you know, in a drunken stupor, maybe I'll just burn down the place and collect the insurance and pay off all the loans and stuff. Rather than, you know, declare bankruptcy, uh, sue the people for misrepresentation, you know, something like that. You know, he didn't bother to ask me, hey man, what should I do? Um, so, he burned down the bar and man, the cops kind of figured out, hey, there's, this is an accelerant here on the floor. Uh, you know, it's like cop 101 to figure this one out. And so, he decided to hang himself. Yeah, yeah. Drugs and alcohol did him some, some good. Don't bring personal problems to work. New lady, she got a divorce, she's got all kinds of problems with the, the kid custody thing and she talks about it constantly. Well, and she's lonely and yeah, well, several inmates decided that uh, she was so lonely that they would all have sex with her while she brings in telephones, uh, you know, cell phones to her, to them, drugs, things like that, you know. That, that ended pretty well when she got arrested, taken away in handcuffs, given a federal felony conviction, lost her job, lost all benefits. That, uh, that, was, uh, that was a good idea. A guy that was always talking about his financial problems. Oh, there was a fella gonna solve his financial problems. Man, you just, you just come with me. True story. You just come with me and I'll get you a deal, a real good deal on that brand new car that you and your family needs. Yeah, well, the place was under surveillance because this guy's a drug dealer, duh. And uh, what the hell is a government car with government license plates doing pulling into this dealership of a drug dealer that's using the dealership to cover for his drug um, cartel? And uh, yeah, that ended well too when he got arrested, fired from his job, and oh, he worked at the university because he was a he was a counselor. That's why he was driving around the government car, because he was counseling people. And, uh, uh, like drug dealers at their drug den, you know. So, he ended up uh, losing his job at the local university and, and lost his job with the Bureau of Prisons. Sexual harassment. Oh my God! Has there been a bunch of people gotten into trouble for that? Usually it's uh, it's the captain or the lieutenant is putting a bite on the uh, the young lady Not all the time. Sometimes it's some One old hack like you know some guy like me that's just bugging the holy crap out of some 
other female employee until she can't take it anymore and she turns him in. There's a mass investigation. His wife finds out. And oh, by the way, she gets 50% of everything in the divorce. So remember that IRA I was talking about, the you know, the thing, the thrift savings? Well, she's going to get half of that if you've been married more than 10 years. So you might want to think about that before you say, oh, well, hey, here's a, here's a hot chick. Why don't I uh, just hang out with her and, and get myself into a real jam? Or why don't I just bug her when she doesn't want me to? and get myself into a real jam, you know? No means no, quit it. Um, this uh, video is running pretty long, so we're gonna have to continue it next week. So join me next week for a continuation of this video. I greatly appreciate all of you members for financially supporting and you could say even emotionally supporting this channel. Thank you very much. It's because of you that this channel even exists. Thank you.